Just when you're ready, Lynn. Like, so am I just reading this? Please don't. Yeah, this read, okay. Read, you want to read it out to yourself first, or are you pretty good with that? She, she was a station announcer. Of course she was. Over to you, Lynn. Please note, the show is entirely supported by you, the listener. Without your kind donations, we simply could not produce this podcast. If you want to keep hearing more from us, please visit patreon.com slash brewdognews for a really cool way to help us. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 6 of the Brewdog News Podcast. This is being recorded live from the brewery in Ellen on the 30th of June 2018. We are your fortnightly source for the latest news, views, thoughts and reviews for the world of Brewdog and craft beer. This show is hosted by myself, Robert Cooper. With me, Bruce Cameron. Joining us today, live in person, it's Andrew Watson. Hello everybody. And, of course, it's Peter. What's happening? <laughs> Coming up in this week's show, we're going to be talking about Beatnik Brew Day. We are here. How is the beer and what's happening today? With special guests joining us throughout the show, we're talking Beaver Town, the big news from London, our review of 2018 so far, an update on Chain Gang, and we've got our first ever bottle share. Standard disclaimer time, we are all shareholders in Brewdog PLC, but we do not work for or speak on behalf of Brewdog. So, without further ado, let's play some theme music! You can either sit on the sidelines and be passive, or you can take an active stand. It's amazing to be a part of something that's not just changing the face of beer, but business too. What I love most about your company is the passionate, talented, massively hardworking bunch of people that we have. James Watt, Martin Dickey, this is diabolical. Absolutely diabolical. Hi, hi, Brewdog News Podcast. It's Blackie EFL Melbourne again. Gentlemen, here we are. How are the you? The sun is out. Oh. Bruce, describe the scene. Where are we exactly? We are What's sitting, going on around us? We're sitting in the far corner of Overworks. It's incredibly busy. I'm just actually, sorry, I've just got a, a crackling, a bit of pork crackling in my mouth. Oh, nice. Yes, we're upstairs in Overworks, that's right. And uh, looking out the window, we can see the many revellers who have come along to the uh, Beatnik Brew Day. There's about uh, 700 people here, I think. It's looking lovely. Uh, Andrew, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. It's the uh, first time back up at the brewery in over two years, so it's amazing how much has changed since then. Like Last time I was here, Overworks was just a bit of waste ground across the road, wasn't it? Were you not here at the AGM, man? Not no? this year, no. I'd, um, unfortunately, I'd, so AGM day this weekend, I had uh, a bit of an incident in an uh, operating theatre, so when you guys were up here, I was having surgery. So came up for Beatnik to, uh, to make up for that. Excellent. Peter, how's your day going so far? Well, I got up, uh, I went to bed at half twelve last night, woke up about four, train was at six, went for a disco nap, woke up, went to Castlegate for brunch, knocked back a 10% or three, and then got the bus here, it's, it's amazing. And uh, Bruce? Um, yes. I'm feeling slightly better than I did last night, or this <laughs> Bruce, morning. Bruce, where, where's your phone? I, I do have it back. Okay. I do have it back. I heard there was an incident. You'll see, yeah. the, you'll see the video on Twitter apparently. well there will be a video going up at some point of Bruce trying to retrieve his phone from next to a toilet on a bus <laughs> where he basically ended up upside down falling out of an emergency exit it was it was kind of embarrassing but also you had to be there very Bruce and then I left we got off the bus and everything was fine and then realised I left my camera on the bus so I had to sprint down the stairs on Union Street sprint down them get to the bus station got my phone back so uh, my camera back so we're all good uh, right, gents, we've just got the one news story that we're going to talk about before we uh, get into talking about how things have been going for BrewDog so far this year. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it's the grim news coming out of London. Now, we did talk about the rumours surrounding Beavertown a few weeks ago on the podcast, but we got official confirmation last week that Heineken are indeed buying a minority stake in Beavertown. For those living under a rock, Beavertown are a brewery based in Tottenham in London who've made some amazing beers over the years, including Neck Oil, Gamma Ray, and one of my favourites, Bloody Hell. They've been highly regarded in the craft beer industry and compared to Brewdog in the way that the business has grown and in some of the ways in which the fans of the company have talked about them. I myself have visited the brewery a few months ago and I can attest to just how cramped the facilities really are there. They are at maximum capacity. Now, Logan Plant, the owner, he's spoken at length in the past about the threat that the macro breweries like AB InBev, Millicores, Heineken, 
and the likes have all presented to the craft brewers and sorry the craft brewery scene so it did come as a real shock when the rumors started circulating of who they might be considering as an investor after logan made the announcement brewdog along with a handful of other high profile breweries announced that they would no longer be stocking beavertown beers and no longer attending beavertown's festival which is due to be held in september there are loosely three different ways in which people have reacted to this news many didn't care some thought it was interesting but it won't change their buying habits around beavertown and some thought it was one of the worst bits of news to hit the craft beer scene since the sale of wicked weed Laguinitas, ballast point camden and so on handily the lads here on the podcast seem to fall quite neatly into the three different camps bruce doesn't really care peter was following the story but will still be purchasing beavertown beers and andrew as you've previously heard on the podcast will now avoid Beavertown beers when possible. So, we've all got the differing points of view. We do. Yep. Yep. So, Bruce, I'm going to start with you. Hi. You're on the, on probably representing what the vast majority of people think, which is couldn't really care. No, I... I, I, I <laughs> my, 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 my thing is is that I'm not that invested. I'm not, I'm not that invested in, in the company side. I mean, I... I'll drink something that tastes nice and I mean I think it's been mentioned before is that I don't drink that much Beavertown anyway I w- if I was in a beer festival and Beavertown were on and there was a beer there I would have taken it right but but in a store like if I go to you know Tesco or or one of the supermarkets I'm unlikely to pick up a Beavertown I'll, I'm more likely to pick up an Elvis Juice or a Jackhammer or something maybe something a little bit different so, so are you saying that your reaction to this news is more based on the fact that you weren't really a big fan of Beavertown anyway? Possibly, but they were never. Beavertown was never on the, the kind of radar, and the fact that they've been bought over by Heineken, for me personally, doesn't make that much of a difference. And if the beer tastes nice, as, as soon as it tastes awful, I'll, I'll, I'll not buy it anymore. But I didn't buy that much in the first place. But does that come down to geography? So for you in Scotland, you're going to get Williams Brothers, you're going to get Drygate, you're going to get Brewdog in your supermarkets a lot more. Yeah. Whereas for me, living in London, by going to my local Sainsbury's, my Tesco, my Waitrose, it's all about Beavertown along with Brewdog. So it's the distri- very, absolutely. Oh, it's the very geographical, man. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the distribution is much greater. It's on a par. In London, sorry, it's on a par with what Brewdog do. So, so I would find it more difficult going to the supermarket. The choice is basically... Brewdog versus Beavertown, a really? little bit of Goose ah, Island, okay. a couple of local four pure partisan stuff like that. What, what we see, what we see in, in Morrison's, um, which is Morrison's is a, is a five minute drive in the car from us, and in Beavertown there's the Neck Oil is one, and I think we've got another another one. I can't remember which that one is, but most of it Gamory, Gamory, that's the two, and then you have the William stuff. So you got the Joker, you got double Joker. So I'll, double Joker. I'll pick up double Joker, but but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a geo- geographical thing where where for, for for us in Scotland, it's possibly slightly different from what you're experiencing down, well, down I, south. I don't think that the Scottish beer scene's been shaken up in quite the same way because you know, Drygate has always had that CNC that tenants involvement. So down in London, we've we've had it quite tough recently. Meantime, going to Asahi and being sold on again. Camden going to ABN Bev, Brixton going to Heineken, and now Beavertown in part as well. So, uh, from my take is that I feel a bit more under attack in terms of the breweries I like going mm. to big beer, and maybe you don't have that that same threat. No, to, that's, pro- that's to what you you're probably right. You're probably right. And um, for for me, uh, the only kind of tours that I've done were the tenants tour. And well, the tour, and that's the two, you know, that's the, that's the two I've done, and it was it was really really interesting. Um, both of them have been, but you're right. I think I think for us here, possibly. Now I know that Rob feels completely different. He is 180 degrees away from where I am. Town. Yeah, he's, he's away from me, right? So, and and I don't know where you sit in this, Peter. Yeah, where, where do you sit? I'm actually here? in a unique position. Like, I've been going my way to buy a gamma ray or a bloody neck oil. But I do enjoy a bloody hell. I do enjoy a double chin neck oil they did. And there's a new one, Fire and Fury, with a chili stout. Just, just, just for information. Polycarbonate instead of glass. That's Peter's polycarbonate glass just falling through the floor. It's fine. <laughs> but my, my premise is with Beavertown, like, I haven't ever again. If, I go, if I'm out on a night out and there's Beavertown and there's something else, I would always go for something else. They were just not a fun favourite for me. 
So I'm I'm quite not blasé, but I'm quite indifferent to how this has happened. I was in um, Morrison's. I picked up a can um, a can of Camden, a can a bottle of Lagunitas, and you know just to tr- just to try and and yeah. I remember posting that picture and Rob was like. Burn to hell! <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't quite that principled. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. my my take. I mean, ultimately, I believe in the capitalist system. I work within. I understand how these things work. I can't begrudge somebody taking a payday for however hard they've worked. But equally, I'll exercise my choice as a consumer. I, I agree. I don't wish to back that. And beer, I'm quite funny with beer. It's the only thing I take a principled stand on, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's. I like to support the, the producers that are doing things in a craft way. I agree. I, I do agree. Uh, just, it I feels agree. dirty, and you can read all sorts of articles online about how these big brewers are suffocating the market for craft beer. Suffocating is a great term for well, it. Well, they control yeah, the yeah, supply yeah. chain, they control the raw materials, and they control the distribution into their own pubs, and that doesn't sit well and I with think, me. I think, I think prior to now, this precise moment... I didn't understand this. You weren't aware as much. No, I wasn't aware. A lot of people are not aware of that. I think, I think, I think... Unless you're in the industry. No, I'm a big supporter of independent people doing the thing for themselves. The little guy. Yeah, the the wee guy. I'm I'm a big supporter of that. I didn't realise there was a control. But where does that information come from? I, you know, I I, I pop in and out of the forum every now and then, right? Other than that, I've got this guy, Rob. Hello. You know, that saying his piece but sometimes I just don't listen to him you know sometimes you hear enough of Rob's I think, chat I think a lot of, see, if, see based on the Heineken Beavertown thing listen to a lot of the breweries that have pulled out they've all put really good statements out and I don't know if it was brew by numbers or someone else that linked to all of Heineken's practices about cloud Cloudwater Cloudwater's like statement if you're involved and you're behind the proper thing that is craft beer flavour not money then that will ring true with you it's it's a, it's an interesting situation I think and Rob I mean you're, you're, you're quite passionate about this yeah I mean I've, I've got thoughts on it I really wanted to hear from you guys first um, I, I've, I've spoke to people with all sorts of different opinions on it this week I mean we do have to remember that the, the, I mean nobody really cares about this apart from a very very small group of us um, most people wouldn't they're just going to walk in a supermarket they're going to go oh that can looks pretty and pick it up you know they're not going to no yeah I agree but I think where we are informed and we can inform ourselves if you care there's enough choice out there now you don't have to drink it I mean I'll personally I'll be a wee bit sad I actually love uh, Holy Cowbell their India Stout okay. which was brilliant when I went to the brewery the first time a couple of years ago I'll miss that beer but there's other options out there I mean, of course, the, the flip side of all this is that you're now going to see Beaver Town. Well, if it all goes well, you're going to see Beaver Town on tap in a lot more places. You know, ultimately, I loved good quality craft beer made by people who love what they're doing. Yes, not who are ultimately being bankrolled by people that are out to suffocate the industry that that they've created. For Beaver Town. Very sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. Are you? I'm looking out the window here. Are you seeing what I'm seeing out there? Is that a John Deere tractor? Oh, I don't. I said, yes. It is. It could, what it, a load of bull. It, it could, surely could. It, no, I think it is. I recognise the tractor. Has the tractor got a no trailer with attached to it? <laughs> is that a trailer? Peter, can you do me a favour, buddy? Can you go and go and grab it? It's what I'm sure. Can you go and grab him and try? Wait and get a minute. Him on the is that the man, the myth, the legend? Yeah. <laughs> Back in a minute. Well, I've been thinking long and hard about what to say on the podcast about this. I admit, when I first heard the news, I genuinely felt angry. I felt that Logan and therefore Beavertown have been disingenuous when they talked about the threat of big beer companies on the craft beer scene. At the end of the day, though, Logan is telling us what he he really believes is the best way to get his beers to a much wider audience. Of course, it helps that he will have received a substantial and well-deserved payday as part of the deal. Anyway, I guess I'm just concerned about the long-term effects on this little industry that we call craft beer. I'd hate to look back in a few years and see that nearly all the beers that are available in the UK are ultimately being controlled by money men in large corporate corporations. We've seen what happened to the car industry in the 80s and 90s when it was all about profit and the creative types were no longer allowed to work their craft. 
profit was brought before all else, and many, many years, uh, sorry, and for many, many years, cars, especially in the UK, were generally ugly square boxes. We watched many small car producers forced out of the market, and the innovation and passion that they brought simply vanished. If we find ourselves in that situation, that nearly all the beers in the UK are being controlled by the likes of AB InBev and Heineken, why would the next potential Brewdog or Beavertown bother to even start scaling up from their garage operations? Maybe it'll be okay, but I'm not convinced that getting craft beer to the people is going to be possible if companies like Beavertown sell to shady macro brewers like Heineken. Now, while all this has been unfolding, I've seen some spectacularly grim rhetoric from people, pubs, organizations, and commenters. One thing that saddens me is how many folks have angrily shouted about how pathetic and irrelevant the whole Beavertown Heineken thing is. I mean, I've been actively involved in conversations where I've been told that I'm being stupid by simply giving a crap about all this. So I'll just say this, if you're in the opinion that this sale doesn't matter, or it's not gonna stop you from buying Beavertown, that's absolutely fine, I have no issue with that. But please don't feel compelled to tell those of us who have taken the time to understand all this, and do have a more active stance on it, don't tell us we're being dumb. Let's all just be nice to each other, this should be not be an issue that divides any of us. I think friend of the show, Billy Fagan, somebody our best, he's right here with me. I'm going to let him read out what he wrote. I think the problem that I have is that if I buy Beavertown, the money goes to Heineken, which will help them muddy the beer scene more to the detriment of us all. The beer has nothing to do with it, even in the unlikely event that it remains a proper Beavertown beer. Okay, there will be more to be said on this, no doubt, but we're not here today to spend too much time talking about this news. Today is about celebrating all things BrewDog, and a great way to do that is have a listen to the new audio from BrewDog's new promotional video called BrewDog Believe. These are the things that we believe in, the things that we work for. That we strive for. That we fight for. These are the things that underpin everything we do. We believe in world-class craft beer. And we're on a mission to put the taste, the passion, and the craftsmanship back into people's beer glasses. We believe in community ownership. Our business is part owned by a community of over 70,000 beer lovers from all over the planet. We believe in independence. In an industry dominated by faceless corporations. We are making a stand for independence, a stand for authenticity, and a stand for craft. We believe in giving back. The business can be a force for good. Via our groundbreaking unicorn fund, we give away 20% of our annual profits. We believe in radical transparency. From our beer recipes to our financials. And from our profits to our future plans. We share everything. We believe in being a great employer. We believe that our long-term destiny will be completely dependent on how well we look after our amazing people. We believe in taking a stand. Most companies are scared to take a stand for the things they believe in. We are not scared. And finally, we believe that good people drink good beer. People like me. And 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 me. Cheers. We also believe in ghosts, but there wasn't enough space on the list and it wasn't really relevant here, but go ghosts. Okay, joining us now, uh, here is BrewDog's own Ben. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you guys? Um, yeah, I'm okay. Uh, we just had to pause there while I cleaned all the beer off my laptop and the table that I just tipped all over myself. But most importantly, it didn't touch mine. Yeah. Thanks Thanks for you, the way you jumped in heroically there to help me. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> anyway, right. uh, Ben, I know you've only got a minute because you're working on... Where are you on? I'm on Truck Norris today. Truck so. Norris. How's it going so far? Yeah, busy. It's so much like, busy. Were you working at Beanick last year? I was, a, I was on Truck Norris again last year as yeah, well. Yeah, it's so different this year, is it? This is like a mini festival almost. Yeah, it's a lot bigger. It's uh, impressive. Yeah. Cool. Listen, uh, dead quickly then, we're doing a sort of review on 2018. Uh, we've got various different uh, beers on the go uh, from 2018. Anything jumped out at you as being a favourite so far this year? Uh, my favourite is definitely going to be the Amundsen collab, so the Mallow Mafia. So a big, rich, sweet, chocolatey Imperial Stout. That's one of those um, in the collab series, wasn't yeah, it? it is. Has that actually made it to any of the UK bars or was that only brewed for abroad? 
Um, it sh- no, it was uh, released to EFPs in bottles, I believe, yeah. on through the online shop. So I imagine it made it to some of the bars as well. So you're basically telling us that one of your favourite beers that Brewdog have done in 2018 wasn't really available on general release in the pubs? Yes. Brilliant. Pretty much. Excellent. Uh, speaking of pubs, any particular bar openings you've been to or any bars that have jumped out at you so far? Uh, the one we're in now, I think, Overworks. Yeah. This is my favourite. Out of the ones I've visited, definitely. And I think the view out over the facility is awesome. Did you get down to Tower Hill opening? No, not important enough to get invited all that way down there. <laughs> oh, fair enough. And uh, in front of you, you've got the mammoth list that we've got of all the things that BrewDog have done in 2018 so far. Um, any particular highlights for you? Anything that you worked on or anything you were involved with, perhaps? I think the fanzine, probably for me, is a really good one. It's, um, it's good because we get to try out lots of different things and get feedback from the EFP. So I think, and it's, there's been some good beers so far. There's been some okay beers. But there's been some really, really good ones as well, I think. Yeah. I think, and I some think, that divide opinion, like uh, Zephyr V3. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's fun when people open them up and go, oh my God, what is this? Uh, yeah, cool. Excellent. Well, buddy, uh, thank you very much. I know I can't no keep you much longer, so I'm going to go and get myself another beer and some tissue to clear up the rest <laughs> of this beer. Um, I'll let you get back to work. Cheers. Thanks, yes, man. Thank you. Right, on to the voicemails. We're always keen to hear from you here on the Brewdog News Podcast, so please feel free to call us on 01224 518 501 and leave us a message. We've just the one voicemail this week, and this is from friend of the show, this is Matt. Boys, how you doing? Matt here. You're off to beat Nick, you lucky, lucky devils. I'm not, but I did see that Bruce was having some fun last night, nearly losing his camera. So my question this week, what's the worst thing you've lost while steaming? Virginity is not an allowed answer. Cheers, mate. Bye. Oh, okay. So, um, obviously not your virginity then, but uh, yeah, have any of you guys ever lost anything when you've been boozy? I think, uh, Peter, Peter, you might have an interesting story on this one. Well, I'm from Glasgow, so there is many a party, obviously. There is this one really great event called 527 and Friends, and it's held up the kind of parcel end of town. And it's a nice abandoned warehouse. Good, good mix. They had a Kaylee there recently. It was really good. They also had a nice reggae drum and bass night. And whenever I go, I've got these amazing uh, Bose headphones I got for Christmas. Now they're worth like two hundred quid or something. Yeah. But do you know the funny thing about this story is, do you know what I was more worried about? It was my dead pony club pajamas that were in my bag. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I may have then. Woke up the next day like, right, okay, this this isn't my place. This isn't my stuff. I've got me, I've got my keys, I'm fine. But the best thing was the next day a guy messed me going, we've got it, it's fine. Oh, it's a happy ending. Oh, mate, dead pony club pyjamas, highlight, 200 quid headphones, who cares? So that's your story, is it? So as it stands, that's where you've lost. Andrew, you've lost nothing whilst drunk. I really Just don't time. think so. That's because you're so drunk you can't remember if whether you lost it. But I always seem to end up with everything <laughs> that I started the night with. So, Rob, and then uh, my sunglasses several times in the prescription one. So you know that's cost me like 70, 80 quid every I th- time. I think the only thing I can think of that I've lost whilst drunk or boozy was my my, my battery charger for my phone in a taxi. Yeah. In Glasgow. Okay. Yeah, I left it. It was the size of an A4 book. Uh, so there we go, Matt. Unfortunately, we didn't have any great stories for you, but uh, <laughs> just a Friday night. Or, depending on the edit, there we go, Matt. A couple of great stories for you. <laughs> Watty, Watty, you're here. Hi, hi, Brewdog News Podcasts. What are you doing? Hello, hi, hi. How are you doing? You? Hi, hi, I'm, I'm great like that. It's a, it's, a, it's a sunny, fine day, so just, just out and about again. Uh, Watty. Hi. I don't know, Minty. Are you Bryce or Bob? I'm Bryce. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, no, I'm not Bryce. I'm, I, 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 I'm like, right, what? I've got a question to ask you. How come you've come here in your tractor? Oh, well, I'm, I'm not stopping oh. long, Ken. Oh, why not? Oh, hold on, why? Well, I've brought Dougie Doon with me, as, as you can. Right, hold on. I'm sick of the beast. Whoa, 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 whoa. You've got Dougie with you. Oh, well, he's just over there in the back of the bogey, Ken. You need to see him. Ah, oh, uh, well, <laughs> Uh, well, just just head on a minute. I'll I'll have one get them. Just head on. Um. Uh, okay. Uh, well, this took a strange turn. Um. Seems seems what he's going to actually bring Dougie on the 
podcast, which is a bit of a surprise. Do- so, doogie. Uh, doogie. Uh, right, we'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, Chris, you are an equity punk. You have been uh, not on this podcast, but are very much a supporter of the podcast since day one. Uh, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing okay. I'm getting there, as I, they say. I like the fact that you're wearing your sunglasses indoors right now. I, I don't think there's any point in me taking them off. It's glorious out there. Excellent. Um, a, a random gentleman just appears to be giving us some sour beers. This is... Yeah, so Chris, I've been uh, getting a few people to come on the podcast and just talk to us about 2018 so far. Yeah. Um, Brewdog Beers is a hell of a list. Anything jumped out at you as being a favourite so far? I liked the 8-bit. I think that's universally been the best one they've done so far this year. When we were down at the Edinburgh Craft Beer Festival, when I was down at the Craft Beer oh. Festival, that I think that was the only one I went back for more on. Yeah. Have you been? Uh, have you been to any of the bar openings at all, or have you just been sticking to? I've not. I, I found myself moving from flagship to Castlegate this year. Yeah, I think I think since the refurb that they did and they expanded quite a bit, I think a lot of people have been doing that. Yeah. Chris, can you do me a favour? We've got a long list in front of you of all the things that Brewdog have done in 2018, okay? Yes. This is kind of crazy that a company has done all this in, in six months. There's a lot here, yes. Can you read that list out for us, buddy? Okay. Uh, in 2018 so far, Brewdog have announced Fanzine, uh, Pink IPA, uh, Indie Pale Ale. Indie Pale Ale is correct. Fanzone. Wings Wednesday, oh, oh Wings Wednesday. Uh, DIY Dog 2018, the announcement of the Australian brewery. That's right. Uh, EFP USA 2, yep. uh, the Beer Geek Awards, the second lot of them. Crow's Nest, uh, Chain Gang, uh, Overworks, which we're in just now. Hello. Uh, AGM 2018. Hawks Brewery, Draft House, Tough Mudder, One Million Giveaway, Airport Bars Announcement. Oh, the announcement of the Airport Bars. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, Beer Visa, the uh, Ellen Hotel, and 100% of staff being CBS trained. That's correct. Thank you very much for reading that out. Um, any of those jump out to you as being particularly positive or negative as far as you're concerned? I think the CBS training of, of the staff is, is really good. I think, I think the fact that you can go into a bar and know that everyone is well trained in what they're going to do is, is sure. great. The Draft House takeover was pretty big. I know that one of them has been turned into a brew dog. That's right, Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes, that's right. Wings Wednesday. Hello. I've I not tried this yet, but this this seems like something on my radar. Can I just say that the wings, the wings that I, I would rather go a hundred percent cauliflower wings. Cauliflowers don't have wings. We've been over this. We, we've, right, okay. we've had this before. I know, but they, sorry, you mean buffalo cauliflower? Buffalo cauliflowers. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So deep fried cauliflower, those are far superior to chicken. However, they are included in Wings Wednesday. Boost. Anything Brewdog did that has maybe not quite hit the mark for you? Pink IPA was, uh, I think everyone recognised that as a dud. Oh, I completely disagree. That is one of my favourite things Brewdog have done this year. Interesting. I think the, the whole Pink IPA thing, the idea behind it, the way they presented it, they got that wrong, they admitted that. But the fact that I was able to have a conversation with some people in my local who have got some fairly old-fashioned opinions yeah. simply because that beer existed and got all the press coverage it did I think it was fantastic because I would never have had the opportunity to have those conversations and talk to them about why that beer existed unless we don't have it. I, I can see why they did it but I, to me I felt it was, a, it was a swing and a bit of a miss I wasn't angry about at them like some people were but like the premise was good it was just clumsily executed and yeah, there's too right, much yeah. assumption that the great British public would actually get the subtlety in what they were trying to do and that just flopped so great idea I agree with, with you Rob I had some good conversations off the back of it as well but unfortunately I, I, social media got hold of it I think the biggest the biggest screw up of the year for me will be um, hashtag wisdom Wednesday with the act with the tweet that went out to tenants that perhaps shouldn't have done 
Yes. That. Did I did I miss that completely? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You we not. just didn't really want to talk too much about it on the podcast. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so, Chris, uh, what else are you? You've been here now for half the afternoon. Sun's still out. Lots of people sunbathing out there now. I look out the window, which is a little bit random. Be, seems to be a lot of sunbathing, bathing. Excuse me, sunbathing action. How, how's those sour beers going down for you? They're going down quite well. Excellent, Chris. Thank you very much for your time. Appreciate you popping on the podcast. Lots of love. Thank you. Cheers, Chris. Okay, um, going to quickly talk about bottle share clubs just now. Um, Peter, I've got a question for you on this, but. Last night there was a bottle share at Castlegate pre-beating. Uh, uh, bottle shares happen all over the country in various bars. Uh, Peter, run you run one yourself, but before we talk to you, uh, I went to my first one. It was about four weeks ago, um, and I made a little recording of it. So I'm just going to play that now. Okay, having a look on the forum here, Brewdog Ben, friend of the show has posted up that myself and Fiona are looking to host a bottle share event in Allen Dogtap. Uh, the date is to be finalised. That now got confirmed as Wednesday the 25th. Um, who would like to come along? Not really any more information than that. So, okay. Looks like I'm off to my first bottle share. Actually, I'd better check with the wife. Honey! What? Is it okay if I go to this bottle share thing? Absolutely not! There's more important things you should be doing right now! Okay, bye! Right, permission received. Off to get the bus. Right, en route into Aberdeen, uh, but I still am absolutely clueless about what I actually need to take with me. Uh, But I've just remembered that Peter does a bottle share club in Glasgow, so I think I'll give him a call. Hello. Hi Pete, it's Rob. How are you doing buddy? Uh, I, I need to pick your brain. Whoa, 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 wait, wait on a second, what is it? Oh, uh, yeah, so, sorry to interrupt me. Um, there's a bottle share, bottle club type thing going on this week up at the brewery at Ellen and I've never been to one before. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping you can give me some ideas on what it is I need to take with me. Alright, you're going to a bottle club? Well then, right, well bottle club, the one I did at Doghouse... We don't have rules yet, but I think it's kind of safe to say I'm going to spend about like eight, eight quid a tenner. You want to take maybe two, three thirty mils on a five hundred mil or bigger, and then at least try and get something good. <laughs> get a bit of story behind it. Maybe say why you picked that beer. If you like the brewery, if you like the style, just so you get something to talk about. Okay, so um, something a bit different. Um, probably a big bottle and um, with a bit of a story behind it. Right, got it. Or I, I need to go actually, I uh, need to go get an eye patch. Uh, right, okay, bye. Right, uh, armed with that information, I'm gonna head into Cask. Well, I'm going up to this bottle bottle swap thing tonight up at Ellen. Okay. And uh, my mate says I need to get a bottle that's probably about 10 to 15 quid. And can't be boring. Okay. So that's why I came here. I think I can set you up with something. See, if it were down to me, I'd have just gone for something like an ice IPA, but apparently that's not the dumb thing. <laughs> Let me just check a couple of price on the till. And yeah, cool. No worries. Lost Abbey stuff is like super hard to get hold of, and we've had this for quite a while, so it's been bottled conditioning in uh, the fridges. And the average guarantee. Uh, an avant-garde ale, uh, like a traditional French style. Holy moly. Um, even, even this looks the part, doesn't it, with the, with like the champagne cork, yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, and it's 15 quid, so with the takeaway discount, about 20% takeaway discount, that'll get right in the sweet spot in the last. Perfect, let's go for that, thank you. Okay, awesome stuff. Cask have supplied me with what looks like a fantastic bottle. Woo! Right, that's me on the bus up to Ireland. So having a look again uh, at this bottle, it is a Lost Abbey Avant Garde, a traditional French style ale, bottle conditioned. Uh, kind of looks the part, if nothing else. Not got the highest ratings online, but uh, hopefully I'm in with a shot and not embarrassing myself anymore. Um, yeah, so got an hour on this bus, best part of. Uh, head up to the brewery, 
get something to eat before everybody arrives. A um, little bit nervous, still don't really know what to expect, that's all, um, but I'm sure everyone will be nice, so um, yeah. Okay, I've arrived in Ellen. There's a huge amount of construction work going on up here at the moment. Shouldn't stop our enjoyment of the evening. Right, let's head inside. Right, I've just arrived. To my surprise, Brewdog Cameron is here. And um, I'm looking at the table and there's already some fairly unbelievable beers here. But more confusingly, there seems to be some pens. 50 pens. I'm not quite sure what that's all about. So we'll find out. Just a few minutes now and uh, we'll get started. Um, so you've got some taste and note sheets there. Also a score at the end, so if you want to score each beer, at the end of the night we can deduce the beer of the night or MVB. I did it again. Did it again. Go on, no, <laughs> Have you already used that joke tonight? She had to explain it to me, Michael, so it wasn't funny. I was thinking Okay, so things have got underway. Um, there's about eight of us. Uh, lots of really stunning looking things on the table. As you can hear in the background, just general chitter-chatter. Um, turned out what the pens were for was because uh, Fiona, who is one of the people along with Benny, would organise this, thought it might be nice for you to make a note and we can work out which is our favourite beer of the evening as we go on. thought it was a bit daft because, of course, you can remember. But... By the end of the evening, of course, you can't remember. <laughs> so, yeah, it was very handy. Uh, and in between, it was just have a chat, talk about the beers, talk about what's going on at Brewdog, talk about anything else, really. Uh, lots of folk popping past. Uh, as you can hear in the background, the conversation never really dried up at all. So, yeah, fantastic evening. Okay, so the final thing to do, despite a little bit of inebriation all around, is to uh, tally up the scores and read out the winner for the evening. Oh, oh now I'm interested. Jesus. <laughs> So it turns out that beating Brewdog's own death or glory, the stunning beer from Brewdog, uh, was uh, our very own Brewdog Cameron's homebrew. Um, maybe, maybe there was a little bit of bias there in the voting, but. Uh well, that's me on my way home. Um, not too tipsy, just feel great. Uh, really amazing trying out some beers, dials I've never had before. Lovely farmhouse beers, there was the uh, Lambics, there was oh all sorts, it's hard to remember, and of course Brewdog's Death or Glory and Cameron's own one that he'd made himself, his tribute to Coco Psycho I think it is, just fantastic, um, lovely company, so grateful that Ben and Fiona actually went out of their way to put this on, um, definitely going to be getting involved in the future and I would really encourage you, if there isn't a bottle share club running anywhere near you, then go out create one yourself it's just getting a bunch of like-minded people together sit around a table chat about beer for an hour or two and uh, sharing the really good ones that you wouldn't normally drink at home so yes i think on that slurry note i will wrap this up and uh, stop recording yep so there we go i must thank cat again for giving me the lift home afterwards otherwise i would have been sat on a bus probably fast asleep being woken up by a bus conductor Fine. Um, Peter, yeah, you run a bottle share club in Brewdog. Dockers. Glasgow, yeah, so how, how, how does it work for you? What's your sort of format for the evening? Well, it kind of works in a car, doesn't it? Like, the first night we had a good five or six people turn up. Next night maybe three or four. Night after that, two, five. I think it needs, I think, to build momentum because one of the things going into Brewdog was people appreciating good craft beer, sharing, like, spot in a big bottle. Like, I've people all around and it's just it's a good talking point forking that money for something a little bit more artisan a bit more special to work out and I think that's why Brewdog brought the bottle share thing back in because it's one of the old mantras we want to make people as passionate about craft beer as we are Hi. so um, if anybody is interested in your bottle share club what's the best way to get into uh, it for my, my doghouse bottle share grab us on the forum I put a topic up every month we are trying to change the day, trying to get more people involved. I also run uh, off-piste, off-the-cuff, 
extra event right now. We've got a Wylam. They've just done the Northern Powerhouse Series. Yep. Eight beers. They sound amazing, man. I yep. cannot wait. Um, but yeah, the more the merrier. Right, I'm. I'm just going to pause the podcast here, boys, just for a moment. As uh, what? What is just walked back in with Dougie? Look, good grief. <laughs> Is that an actual boat? Hello, Dougie. He's a big beast, isn't he? My God, I can't believe they've actually got him in here. That's ridiculous. Why? Why? Sit back down here. Come here. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. All right. So, well, you're probably winning for why I'm here. We, we <laughs> I, I, well, I I did speak to you in a podcast a couple of weeks ago, but. You'd never got back to me, but I, I was hoping that uh-huh. James and Martin right. would be interested in buying him. Right. To, to put into a beer again, because it's, it's the, the, the £3,000 bill for fixing my beloved John Deere was just, well, bank breaking, so I need to try and get some money uh, back. Uh, yeah. uh, Watty, I've, I've got some bad news for you, Paul. Bad news? Good for sad news. James and Martin are here. Now, yes, you're okay. in America recording the new series of what, the Brewdog TV show. Oh, me. Oh, yes, Sandy. 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 Uh, yeah, well, okay. Oh. Is that Sandy? Right, Sandy? Here, boys. Sandy's here. So it is. Can you just hold on to Dougie here? I'm, I'm going to want to catch a quick word with Sandy because I haven't seen him for a McLeavax again. Just, just hold on a minute, I'll be right back. Dougie, Dougie, so I do. Dave, no. Dougie, Sandy. All oh, right, okay. Sandy. Well, uh, by what, what, but by what, he, Andy, just look. The, the cables around. The, the cable is. Uh, Dougie, it's caught around Dougie's leg. No, Dougie, 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 oh, no, Dougie, man. Dougie, 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 Uh, okay, folks, we're, we're back. Um, unfortunately, we, we had to stop recording there for a second. There's a wee accident with the uh, equipment for the show. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, where were we? Let's crack on. Yeah, Bruce, do you remember last week we spoke about Chain Gang? And we did, a, we did a terrible job because Awful. none of us really knew that much about it. The thing is, the thing is none of us are cyclists. The only, and the only thing that I remember being a Chain Gang was the American football thing, however. So, yeah, we kind of threw it away. So, uh sat with us right now is Alan who Alan Mockery who sent me an email saying hey boys you didn't do that very good <laughs> Alan. And, and the thing is just as this interject there Rob is I like that I like the fact that who are people who are listening can actually send us a message and, and tell us and tell us if we're doing something wrong or we've said something wrong let us know because we'll get you on we'll, we can we can change it and we can make that right yep. so Alan and thank Alan you. did exactly that Alan how's your day of beating it going so far Fantastic! Absolutely loving it. Weather's fantastic. Oh, it's beautiful. Getting to see Overworks for the first time. Getting to meet a few new people, a few new beers. Absolutely superb so far. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. We we've so far not actually left Overworks because we've been recording <laughs> this podcast. So we're we're keen to get out there and sample all the food and good stuff. So, but yes, you had a great with us because we did get Chain Gang wrong. Please, sir, the microphone is all yours. Thank you, Rob. So, unlike Peter on episode 5, <laughs> I can actually cycle and I'm actually part of the Chain Gang. Cool. So, Chain Gang, what it is, it's a biking community that's been set up for Brewdog by keen cyclists, really. So, there's a great history of links between breweries and outdoors, especially things like clubs and community events of uh-huh. McKellar and the running clubs. Cool. I think the, uh, what it does is brings like-minded people together, uh, love of craft beer, Love of the outdoors, love of cycling, love of running. And it really connects people in a way that you can work off your beer, you can work off your cycling, you can really connect the two together and bring those, as I say, like many people together at the same time. Fantastic. Well, we were down at Stonehaven Beer Festival yesterday and I was really surprised that they've got a whole marquee dedicated to cyclists for an event they're doing today. And I saw this morning on their Facebook page They've got 847 cyclists. How many? Eight, really? Yes, eight, 847, wow. Bruce. Oh. Uh, they're, they're all cycling today. Uh, they start at the beer festival, I think, just before they open. 
they head off, they've got a nice long bike ride, whatever they're doing, then they come back and enjoy the beers at the festival. So, yeah, there's definitely this pairing between, like you're saying, between beers and breweries and cycling that I, I was completely unaware of up until before now. Absolutely. So, you see 847 that are part of this. So, the Brewdog chain gang uh-huh. has got 1800 wow that, that was what I was going to ask was what sort of numbers are we talking about yeah so 1800 cyclists have signed up all you have to do to sign up is go into Strava yeah which is uh, which if you're a skiing cyclist or runner you'll know it's a, an app yep. which allows you to track your cycling track your running and allows you to really know over time how much you've cycled how much you've done is, is Strava the one you may have to edit this out but is Strava the one that has the like the run-bys or the fly-bys that you can see if anybody it else does. it yeah. does that is amazing because I went for a run a couple of months ago and checked on, on the website on the fly-by and you saw this guy run past me and he was also on Strava and you could see his route and where we crossed paths yeah. what a fantastic thing it's amazing so I'd done a Stirling Marathon a few months ago and what really impressed me was the fact that I apparently ran with several hundred dollar people at the same time really uh, that really? I didn't know uh, but I was able to track my run alongside their run at the same wow. time and know exactly what I'd done on their segment of the run and Fantastic. how know I'd done against them and how know I ran like, and allows you to really progress over time as to if you run the same section time and time again if you cycle the same section time and time again okay, okay. allows you to really track over time how how well you're progressing against that same pit with with I, I did a run a couple of weeks ago <laughs> while the ice cream van was going past really fast so I had to try and flag it down one way or another that is absolutely absolutely 100% true the, the, I, w- I would like to ask actually Alan is do you go as a group sometimes so the beauty about Chain Gang is you can go individually or you can go as a group ah, okay. and the beauty about Chain Gang is that there's what they call as um is there's chapters that we have across uh, across the globe really so from North America to Europe uh, South America Far East there's chapters that have been set up ah, that like-minded okay. people and like-minded cyclists can go out and join Fantastic. connect with you get if you set up on Strava you get notifications about when there's a, an event that are, is near you when there's an event that's local to you and when there's an event you actually want to join and you can join that you can cycle on your own you can cycle with other people and it connects you as cyclists to really other people that are really keen on craft beer and really keen on cycling at the same time to go out and enjoy yourself in great weather like this just now. I feel bad now because like we really did gloss over this because oh, we did. We did. none of us have, you know, I just see Chain Gang and my brain switches off and now I feel really bad that we didn't, you know, put a bit more into it. Yeah. So Alan, Alan where, where are you based then? Uh, so I'm based in Edinburgh. Right, you're based in Edinburgh. Yeah. And and how many, what's the, the, the maximum number that you've ever been out with as a group? Uh, so, I've not actually been out with anyone, like, you've uh, not, okay. like as, a, as a group. Um, I go out individually. Um, I've got other members that are quite close to me in Edinburgh as well. Nice. Um, that we can, um, so we know when we're out and about, we know when we're together, and we know when we're, we're really um, kind of cycling out as a group. And if you want to go out as a part of a, a group or you want to go out individually, it allows you that freedom to really connect with others, it allows you to know what other Strava members are, are around you sure. that are like they sure. know and like craft beer they know and like cycling and if that you want to go as part of a group or you want to go individually it allows you to feed them to do that Rob yep. would you would you consider taking up cycling? No Alan thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> um, No I don't, I don't think it's um, a... there's, uh, so there's 1800 cyclists on Strava Shares for Brood or Chain Gang We've done about 95,000 kilometres between the 1,800 of us over time. Uh, It's a fantastic club. Join it. Brilliant like-minded people, individuals. Join as a gang. Cycle individually. Enjoy yourself when you're outside. Weather like this is fantastic for cycling and running. Alan, thank you so much for coming on and correcting us. Really appreciate it, buddy. I'm going to get you back on the podcast very soon. That's a promise. Thanks, Bruce. Have a great day. Alan, thank you very much. All the best. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah, so thank you very much, Alan. Uh, Peter, do you now feel corrected? On do you know your... what? Alan's inspired me. I might try and learn to ride a bike in the near future, maybe this decade. Probably not. Okay, fair enough. So, Andrew, one of the things I've been doing is asking people to come on and talk to us about their uh, best and worst of 2018 with Brewdog so far. Um, 
we covered quite a few things with the various guests that's been on, but there was a few things on here I thought it might be nice for us to mention. Um, Favourite beer of 2018 so far? I know you've got thoughts on this. Oh, definitely 8-Bit, actually. And that only changed yesterday um, when I, I had some again in Castlegate. And it's such an interesting beer. All the eight different hops, it's it's just got a lot of complexity to it. I love those juicy IPAs in the summertime. So, yeah, 8-Bit would be my answer for that one. Yeah. But that changes every time I think about it. So. Yeah, fair enough. I, I mean, I, I've got the list here of all the beers in 2018 so far. And this is kind of a condensed list. So we've got <coughs> Declassified Demigod, Raspberry Popsicle, Indie Pale Ale, Hazy Jane the Bourbon Aged version, Bourbon Barrel Aged version, Native Sun, AB25, Kamikaze Knitting Club, Very Big Moose, Paradox Grain, Clockwork Tangerine, Sonic Boom, Dog G, 8-Bit, The Club Series, King of Eights, Jet Trash, Overworks Beers, Jinx Pale Ale, Interstate Vienna Lager, Riptide Nitro and Alice Porter. It's a lot of beer, and it's good to see Alice Porter back as well. I used to love that beer. Different recipe this time, though, but, but it still works. Do you think that these, this has been an outstanding year so far for Brewdog beers, or do you think that these... I think it's got promise. I think the initial fanzine beers are a good start, and I expect them to get even better. So yeah. I think if we do a, a retrospective in December, for example, it'll probably be even stronger by then. Sure. Yeah. Um, talking in bars as well they've opened Angel Tower Hill Franklinton Overworks where we're sat right now Short North Reading Seven Dials and Lothian Road um, any of those jumped out to you as me particularly good? Tower Hill's just astonishing I'm yeah I, I would say that's, that's the one that for me I'm gutted that I haven't been to yet I think it'd be really important that I visit that soon the is, scale. That, say, sorry, is, that, is that local to you then? Not, not a million miles away I can get there within the hour um, oh, right, from, okay. from home or um, sort of 20 minutes from the office it's nice it's game-changing. The scale of it is just astonishing. Um, it has to be seen to be believed, so it's, it's really impressive. And doing the own beer on site as well, that's, that's really yeah, fantastic. Excellent. Uh, right, I think it's time we started wrapping things up. Bruce, have you got a uh, Beatnik special joke I do, us? actually. Based on clockwork, tangerine, and that sort of thing, My one of my daughters came to me and said to me, Dad, 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 why? Why did the orange go to the doctor? Why? Because it wasn't peeling well. Oh. Oh. No, the I, thing is, right? I, I, I'm not sure I should have brought this format to the podcast. No, I, well, I mean, yeah. Andrew, how do you feel about being co-host? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it for this podcast. The final mention for our Patreon campaign. Please visit patreon.com forward slash Dog News for all the details and the cool video that Kevin Border Digital helped us put out. Uh, now let's give everybody a chance to say where you can be found online. First yourself, Andrew. I'm Andrew on the Brewdog Forum. Come and find me there. Excellent. Uh, Peter, yourself? I am FakeVox on the forum on Instagram. I did have a Twitter, but I've just deleted it for now. We'll maybe see. Excellent. Bruce, where can people find you? <laughs> on the forum occasionally is Brulafu, but usually it's hanging about Instagram. They're the same. Yeah, Brulafu everywhere. Brulafu everywhere, yeah. Excellent, and you can find me at Sunscream on Twitter and also the same Sunscream on the forums. You can find out I'm at my day job by visiting robertcooper.xyz. That's it for this week. Send us a voicemail to our local rate number 01224 518 501. You can email us studio at brewdognewspodcast.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash brewdognewspodcast and our Twitter is at brewdognews. Show notes and past episodes are always available on our website at brewdognewspodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to make sure you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. That's it. That's us done from Beatnik Brew Day Special. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.